This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one on a Friday, August the 26th, 2022. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, back with you here on the program you know, it's been a while since we've checked in with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. So long, in fact, Hank, it feels like, you know, it's the first day of school or something because it was June, I think, when we last met here on the podcast, Alabama going through camps and a big evaluation period for Nick Saban and his staff. And here we are, late August, back to school and back to a football season. That's got to have you excited, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we had a, a very busy summer and it extended into July and August. So there was never really a lull in, in recruiting. And, you know, I guess if there's any sort of lull, it's, it's these last you know week or week or so before the season kicks back up. But, you know, over 30 official visits, a uh, wave of commitments. We saw Bama climb to number one. I don't think many people are surprised. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's good. It's always fun fun to kind of turn the recruiting calendar into the football season see who shows up for games see who already took an official visit um and see if they come back for unofficial visits see if they come back for games and then obviously it all it all leads up to that that big early signing period coaches on the road so there's really no big break um so you know we're just going to roll right back into it starting starting september 1st yeah i guess you know the preseason at ua is a pretty interesting time for you and tim watts who of course our site publisher at BamaOnline.com, uh, elbows up to it in the uh, up to your elbows in the recruiting stuff. But I, I, I got to think when you hear names coming from fall camp, guys that maybe are making strong early impressions, uh, that that perks up your ears a little bit because you know, a lot of times it is four and five star recruits. Then other times it's guys like Kobe Prentice that we're hearing a lot yeah. about this preseason. Jaheim Otis. And, you know, Emmanuel Henderson is a guy that we talked about throughout the process that, look, this is a guy that can play a number of positions, and it looks like he's already played a couple, Hank. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, that that was always the case with Emmanuel. You know, he was rated as an athlete. He played running back. There was thought he could play play safety, play wide receiver, and it looks like, you know, wide receiver might be a spot that that he excels at with his his ability. But, yeah, it's always fun to see which, uh, which, you know, the incoming freshmen really shine and kind of make their case. I remember back in the spring, I was talking, I think I was talking to Hunter Osborne, who's committed to Bama, but I, the, he, he went to one of the spring practices and uh, I asked him, you know, what, what players were standing out. And, and at that point, I think this was, it was early on in spring camp. Uh, he was saying Jaheim Otis looked really good. And and so like kind of since then, obviously, you know, that there was a lull in, in team activities that, that uh, media could, could be at um, over the summer. But, you know, kind of since then, it seems like the buzz has grown. You know, we've seen Jaheim post his incredible transformation um, for, from the, you know, offseason work he's put into the weight room and his diet and, and the weight he's lost, the muscle he's put on. So it, it, it's, I think he's probably the guy I, I'm most excited to see what he can do in this rotation this fall. Uh, you mentioned Kobe Prentice. I remember I had a, I had a tweet last fall, um, that I said, hot take Kobe Prentice is a five-star recruit because he was just doing 
insane things every Friday night. He, I mean, he, he averaged like three touchdowns a game. He was just dominating and in a pretty high classification at, at Calera. So, um, you know, and, uh, potentially kind of be in, in that early of wide receivers to contribute um he was an under under the radar kid that the staff loved at camp that was committed to maryland and and uh and has really made a name for himself over the course of the last you know 12 to 15 months so um those guys certainly excited about we'll see um you know what else kind of come comes from uh comes from the remainder of camp in in the in the early season yeah kobe prentice was fascinating a little more than a year ago because it felt like it seemed like you and tim were basically real-timing his rise as a target for Alabama as a Maryland commitment. But we talk so often about camp kids and uh, you know, he's sort of the poster player poster prospect, I guess you could say for guys who go to camp, blow it up. Next thing you know, they're part of a class. Yeah, absolutely. You got to think that, you know, Mike Loxley is just like, damn it. We find this kid, this sleeper (laughs) in the state of Alabama and, and Bama finds him immediately after us. So, um, but yeah, you know, him, Mari Nyblak was a camp kid that, that really, uh, made his, made his case. Bray Hubbard they just played last night. Um, in his season opener, he was a kid that, that really impressed at camp having never played safety came and worked out as a defensive back and got an offer as a defensive back. So that kind of goes to show how, how much he impressed. Um, so yeah, you know, camp is very important. It's, it's, um, it's not always, you know, there's kids that, technically don't have to camp Emma obviously wants everybody to camp but there's obviously those recruits too that you know are so highly sought after and so highly thought of and you know they, they've kind of they've known these kids long enough seen their development long enough that they know that you know they know what they're getting but i, I would say the majority of kids do need to camp and, and it's a very important stage in kind of the process of being recruited by alabama you hit on some of the targets and commitments really all of them at this point we're already a couple of weeks into their high school seasons Buford and Thompson last weekend with Justice Haynes, the four-star running back for Buford, and Tony Mitchell, the five-star defensive back for Thompson High School. They got together on the field and certainly made for a lively game thread there on the roundtable last Friday night. Guys like Dylan Lonergan, the quarterback from Brookwood High School over in Snellville, Georgia. Interesting that he's going to be going out to Bishop Gorman with his team here in just Mm -hmm. a few weeks. You know, some of these high school matchups, Hank, are nuts. You know, 10, 15 years ago, you might see a few of these games to open the season. Now we're seeing teams jumping on planes in week four yeah. and traveling wow. across the country to play high school football. Yeah, it's really gotten insane. Just, I mean, over the course, I've been doing this since 2015, and I feel like I was in high school. You know, it was it was a big deal if, like, one of the games was on, like, Fox Sports Southwest. And now, like, you have primetime high school games every weekend on ESPN. There's going to be a couple Bama commits playing this weekend on ESPN. I, I know we have uh, Caleb Downs tonight is, uh, is playing and he had a, an amazing game um, last week that was streamed at that quirky Kell classic. Um, Tony Mitchell is going to be playing on ESPN tomorrow night. Um, you know, they had a disappointing season opener at the hands of Justice Haynes, but, um, you know, obviously Thompson's always going to be a really, really elite team. I think they'll bounce back pretty nicely. Um, but yeah, just as technology has advanced, it's, you know, you, you pretty much have the ability. If there's a ga- high school game you want to watch, there's usually a stream of some sort you can find. And, you know, that's made possible by the NFHS app, which is uh, which streams a lot of the high school games. Um, Flow Sports had some of the games last week. 
Um, ESPN obviously will carry games. So uh, there's there's always something. And yeah, we saw Bama commits really impressed. We just mentioned Caleb Downs. Dylan Lonergan pulled an Aaron Rodgers. He showed up to his game at the uh, Mercedes Benz in, in the uh, the wife beater, blue jeans, boots attire like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Um, Yonze Pierre, who's a guy that's just quietly having a uh, Will Anderson-esque rise in terms of just um, – publicity i mean he had an he had kind of a weird game he played one team for a half and then they played another team for a half so it was like some sort of jamboree but uh both halves he, he was really good he had uh, a couple of sacks a forced fumble return for a touchdown a uh, bunch of tackles so he's uh he's certainly impressed as well and we'll we'll see more kids um kind of kick off their seasons this weekend um i know edrick hill uh, or i said edrick hill should be playing or is playing tonight miles mcveigh as well malik benson is to get in on the juco action um starting on saturday so his games will be during the weekend so and i I believe there's a stream on the hutchinson website for that too so basically if there's a game of bama commits you want to watch there there's probably a stream yeah and nfhs i guess kind of started all this in large uh in in a big way and you're right there are so many different streaming platforms now they gotta have content so there, there, there's always going to be a way to watch these games. I remember 2005, Tim and myself, Hoover High School hosted Tim Tebow and the Nice Panthers from the Jacksonville, Florida area. That was a big deal. Nice was traveling all the way from northeast Florida to the Birmingham area, Hank, to play a high school football game, to open a season. Was yeah. that uh- – MTV's two a days that was during that era right it was was right around then yes yeah it's when the nation became very familiar with Jeremy Pruitt right around then and Rush Probst for crying out loud so (laughs) it's just uh, it's amazing in the last decade and a half how far we've seen the coverage extend itself you mentioned Edric Hill wanted to sort of reset the 2023 class as it sits right now and with Hill Alabama solidifies its hold on the number one class currently for the 2023 cycle. Uh, Talk about Edric Hill a little bit. looks like going to his sophomore tape, maybe a little bit more of an edge guy, but then his junior tape shows him working a good bit inside. So basically about what you would expect from a defensive line target for Alabama these days. Yeah, Bama loves this guy, and and they have for a while. You know, everyone thinks you know, you know, uh, casual Alabama um, recruiting trackers would, would think, oh, you know, Bama missed on Peter Woods and Kelby Collins. Now they're going to take this kid. No, like Edric Hill has been a, a take considered a take well before the summer. You know, he's been a guy that Bama absolutely loves. They've recruited really hard, and like you mentioned, you know, he has tape as an edge. He, he can move inside, and I think that's exactly how. Bama's going to use him. He's got verified athleticism. Um, he's about 6'3", 290. I think he'll probably play north of 300 once he kind of gets into the weight program and and gets uh, involved in that. But I, I think this is a, is a huge pick. I'm actually really excited to, to see his highlight tape um, uh, when it comes out at some point this weekend, if it does. But um, big time, big time pickup. You know, you look at his offer list. You know, LSU wanted him real bad. USC wanted him from across the country. Uh, Mizzou obviously wanted to keep him home. That's always kind of a, a telltale sign of, you know, when the in-state program thinks that highly of you, that's usually a, a pretty good sign as well. So um, I think that's a, it's a really big pickup. I think he's a great compliment player to uh, to Hunter Osborne. And, you know, in terms of a positional need, um, it, it's important um, at that defensive line to really kind of start stacking up guys um, to sign. Come come. And uh, you mentioned, you know, they, they've kind of been has really taken a hold of that number one spot. And, and a couple of things happened that have really helped that. Um, and, and that's obviously Edrick Hill committing. Uh, they were already number one, but we saw 
uh, Keon Keeley, the five-star edge rusher, decommit from Notre Dame. So Notre Dame was uh, right on Bama's heels in terms of uh, the recruiting rankings. Keeley decommitted. That knocked him down about 10 or 15 points, I believe. So Bama's in a way, running away with the recruiting rankings. Obviously, I think there's going to be some drama down the stretch. You know, you always expect teams like, you know, Texas, Georgia, LSU, um, you know, Notre Dame will stay in in, in play. Uh, you, you always expect those teams to, to stay in the contention for the Ohio State, I should mention as well. You always expect those teams um, to kind of be in that conversation. But Bama is in a really good position ahead of this uh, this fall season. Talk about how this class has taken shape. It seemed like there was more of a not necessarily a focus, but in terms of how the commitments began to stack up, maybe early on it was skill. And then now here of late, it seems more along the lines of big guys on both lines of scrimmage. And, you know, with 21 mm-hmm. commitments, you would think the numbers are getting tight and that perhaps you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you also get the sense because there is now a Keon Keeley out there among other four and five star targets. This class hasn't reached its ceiling yet. Not by a good bit. It doesn't seem. No, not at all. And, and you know, you kind of look at, at how the things have transpired, you know, guys like you, you know, you always want to get your quarterback as you know early if you can, if you have the right evaluations done, if you, if you know who your targets are, it's always good to lock those guys up and get them on board and help build the class around them. You know, we saw Eli Holstein commit to the class prior to the big recruiting run. Dylan Lonergan was kind of in the midst of it really before it started taking off when we saw, you know, Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes, those guys pop, but um, you know, get your quarterbacks early. The skill guys, I think, it's a little bit more evident in terms of you know what they can do you know obviously you want to see them camp like we mentioned but you know also you you know a lot of these guys you know Jaleel Hurley you know Tony Mitchell those guys have camped in the past you know Richard Young those guys have camped in the past um so you know you kind of know what you're getting but you know when it comes down to you know the big guys you know the Hunter Osborns um you know um Miles McVeigh I should say camped last year Edric Hill you know you want to you want to see those guys kind of um go get through your workout you want to see them go on on the goods um at uh Bama's camp and kind of see how they how they react to the coaching, how they perform and, and uh, you know, just how they kind of take everything and if they take it in stride. So um, that, that's kind of how we've seen things unfold. Uh, it's been a pretty organized, you know, I, I would say, you know, it's, it's been one position. They'll hit on another. They'll come back, hit on another position. And it, it's a pretty even built class. I think it's very clear to, to look at the commitment sheet, sheet right now and, and and say, OK, you know, defensive line is, is where they're going to focus at to, to close this thing out. Linebacker, obviously, you know, with um, with the guys still available out there. You mentioned Keeley, Quay, Rousseau. But uh, I, I think it's safe to say defensive line is really an area where they're going to try to close strong. And, you know, Nick Saban always says if there's a guy. I, that we consider you know too good to pass up or elite, you know, even if we've already met our numbers, you know, you want to take these if you can, um, if you have the ability and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it's a cycle where BIM is going to have a little bit more flexibility with how many they can sign. There's uh, they, they've kind of taken the cap off of, uh, the, the signing class limits. You just have to stay under that 85 man. Size. Um, so, you know, we're at what 21 commitments, um, you know, so you think, you know, if they want to get to 30 they can take nine more guys. So there's going to be stuff um, to talk about. There's going to be visits to track and, and it should be an interesting, you know, build up to signing day as always. Yeah. I guess the old adage, the big dogs walk late. It is uh, true in a lot of ways. And it also applies to the big guys. And when you talk about offensive tackle, defensive line, so much value, um, you know, in the, the elite type prospects at those uh, specific positions. Hey, you know, 
June is kind of taken over as the month of official visits. Alabama, I guess, in excess of 30 official visitors. I know you've got a piece up at BamaOnline.com. You do a great job for us sort of giving us uh, where we've been, where we're at, where we're headed from the recruiting process perspective. So what are we looking at once this season gets underway? And it's interesting for Alabama, right? Because no neutral site game to open the season. You're going to have Utah State yeah, we're gonna, in Tuscaloosa yeah. a week from Saturday. How does that impact things, maybe? Yeah, I've never – I don't think I've ever covered Bama recruiting where they've opened at home. Um, it's always been, you know, either in Arlington or or, uh, or, or Orlando or, I guess, Atlanta, Atlanta obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's always somewhere else. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see visitors on campus next weekend. Um, kids, obviously, are going to be anxious to, to get back out there, um, get back on visits after we've had this month-long dead period and uh, – in August, um, there's one official visitor expected um, so far, and that's John Hale, the receiver from from Texas. That's one of those kids that you know. Bama has two receivers committed. Do they need to take another receiver? Um, I think they'd like to, um, but it's probably not a huge necessity. But Jalen Hill fits that bill of you know a guy they just really love. That, that's a really talented kid, um, good size, good speed, good hands, um, good route running. So he kind of checks all the boxes that they're looking for. Um, he visited Tuscaloosa for the champions cookout. He was in campus in, um, back in March and then he's going to take his official visit next weekend. So it'll be interesting too, because he's down to Bama, Georgia and Texas. He's going to be at Texas the following weekend when Alabama's in town. And then he's making a decision on, um, on uh, September 22nd. So these last two visits are pretty important you know, what he's going to do. Obviously, you know, everyone looks at Texas and screams NIL, they'll get him NIL. But uh, I think this kid's really enamored by Alabama. I think they're in it for a reason for him. And so we'll see how that visit goes, but <clears throat> excuse me, but um, yeah, it's shaping up, you know, there's going to be different weekends. Obviously, like I said, there, there's already been 31 visits. So I think, I think schools can host what, like 54 a year, um, something in the fifties. But um, so, you know, we won't see these, these mass quantity, 10 official visitor weekends that I don't, I don't think maybe, uh, but Texas A&M weekend is one to circle, you know, guys like Cormani McClain, the five-star cornerback, Keon Keeley is planning to do his official visit, um, that weekend. We'll see some of the commitments out, um, on campus. Kelby Collins is supposed to Deuce Robinson, the five-star tight end. So, um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, Mississippi state will be a big weekend. Um, you know, I think we'll see a couple guys, David Hobbs told me, earlier this week that he'll be on campus then um the defensive lineman from north carolina and then of course you know the iron bowl will be uh the if if not if the texas a&m game weekend doesn't do it the iron bowl will certainly be um the marquee weekend of of, of the fall so uh, there'll be there'll be plenty to track yeah you gotta look at the the home and homes uh, in relation to, to home openers penn state back around 2010 2011 uh, you had Penn State and Tuscaloosa in 10. Alabama went to State College in 2011. So you had some on-campus openers. Nick Saban's first game as Alabama head coach was a home opener, was a game played in Tuscaloosa against Western Carolina. But you mentioned the big weekends that are coming up throughout the fall. And you also touched on some guys already committed for this class that are showing up big in terms of doing their part on the recruiting front. Who are some of those guys and maybe also a staff member or two that seems to be riding a bit of a heater either right now or really throughout the process of putting this class together? Yeah, this class is 
to to really um, have a lot of recruiters. You know, we've seen Richard Young be very involved on Twitter. I think Justice Haynes is talking to a lot of kids. I think Eli Holstein kind of quietly, um, and Dylan Lonergan kind of quietly do their thing. Um, but they've been very active on Twitter. We've seen guys, you know, when a kid commits, um, all the guys are excited. I know when Hunter Osborne committed, um, he was saying he's going to be the best recruiter, best uh, player recruiter that the Bim has ever had. So we'll, we'll see if we can hold him to that. Um, but, yeah, it's been a very active club. I think there's a lot of good leadership in this class. They have a group chat going and, and they're getting to know each other pretty well um, ahead of ahead of their arrival. But, you know, in terms of coaches, um, you know, BOL loves to uh, to criticize him. But uh, Freddie Roach is right there at the top of the recruiter rankings in the nation. You know, in terms of uh, overall um, rankings, he has what, seven commitments. Uh, he averages a ninety four seven five per commit. So he's ahead of guys like Brian Hartline, who. A lot of people worship as the best recruiter in the country. Um, you know, Charles Kelly's up there in the top 10. Um, Traveris Robinson has done a really good job as well um, with, with this class. But those are kind of the, the big names. I think the coordinators are playing a big role. I think Pete Golding is a great recruiter. Um, I think people like Bill, Bill O'Brien's vision as, as an offensive coordinator. So uh, then, of course, Nick Saban it, it kind of helps to close the deal, too. <laughs> um, so and that's kind of where we're at with that. There you go. A little bit of a reset for you as we head into week zero of college football. You going to watch much football this weekend. I got to think between the Alabama targets and commitments, that's a, a no brainer, but uh, man, college football is here. Going to have some games yeah. on Saturday capped by Hawaii and Vanderbilt. That's probably at the top of my watch list. Although I'll have to pay attention to Utah state and Connecticut, yeah. Uh, obviously, with Alabama hosting the Aggies a week from Saturday, uh, uh, you shouldn't have any problem uh, checking no. out some football this weekend, eh? No, absolutely not. You know, like I said, the Bama commits. A couple of them are on ESPN the next two nights. A um, bunch of games streamable, uh, but yeah, college football will be exciting to have back as well. Um, ahead of ahead of pretty much what's like I equate to Christmas morning next weekend, Labor Day weekend is like. That's just that's the best when it comes when it all comes back, then you build that into uh, NFL the next week. And it's just a good time. We had your guy, uh, Chris Hummer, on the podcast earlier in the week. And uh, like Chris, you're very familiar with the Austin area. We hit yeah. Chris up for an early scouting report for Austin in advance of that trip out there for Alabama taking on the Longhorns <laughs> September the 10th. Now. He gave Franklin's absolute yeah. goat status, especially when it comes to the brisket. He also threw Leroy and Lewis barbecue out there uh, when we were talking food trucks. And he also said Valentina's brisket mm-hmm. tacos are a must. Now, do you have anything to add to that from your your knowledge of the area? Yeah. Or did, did he pretty much hit them? He hit the nail on the head. With Valentina's and I, I, you know, Franklin's is really good. I, it's a tourist trap. You know, you're going to go wait in line there for forever. It's really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, if you're trying to enjoy your time in Austin, you don't do, do you really want to go spend, you know, seven hours waiting in line? Um, and maybe you do. I don't know. People tailgate. They drink they drink beer, take coolers. So maybe that's something you want to do. But there's so many good restaurants in Austin, so many good barbecue places. One place. And I agree with Chris on Valentina's. That place is it's like a Tex-Mex style barbecue and, and they're getting really big. So there's usually a line, but it usually goes by pretty quick. Um, but there, there's a place I wrote on the Bama online board. Someone was asking called Whitfields and it's called uh, it's a trailer. And the guy that owns it is the uh, former Texas offensive lineman named Casey Studdard. He was on the 2005 championship team, played for the Texans for a while or for a long time, I guess, but he owns this trailer. He paired up with this, like this like 
I don't know the ratings of chefs, but this big time chef and, and they have incredible barbecue, really good brisket. Um, and just great stuff overall. So Whitfield is really good. You know, if you find a barbecue trailer, they're all pretty Browns on South Lamar. Um, I got my kids walking in now. So, uh, um, but you know, you're not going to go wrong with many barbecue places in Austin. Um, if you want a fancy barbecue place, I'm trying to think, I forgot what the name is. Uh, what's it called? It's downtown. It's like a sit down barbecue place. Um, I'll have to post more on BOL, but I, if you're going to get a breakfast taco in Austin, my favorite place, and it's been this way, for probably the last 10 years is Papalote. There's three locations in Austin. So wherever you're staying, you're probably near one. Uh, one's up North one's, um, in the Howard South Lamar, which is kind of geared towards downtown central Austin. And then there's one further South, amazing breakfast tacos, amazing tacos in general. They started out as a little taco stand and they've blown up because it's so good. So that's my taco recommendation. Papalote. Papalote. From you Hank. Won't be disappointed. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you to that, Hank. You know, there will be accountability (laughs) for this, but it all sounds great in all seriousness. And obviously a lot of folks excited about making that trip. Well, Hank, as always, appreciate you taking time here on the Bama online podcast. Of course, you can catch all of Hank's great work with us right there at BamaOnline.com. Come hang out with Hank and the rest of us there on the premium message board at BOL, the round table. You'll definitely want to do that as well. Hank, have a good weekend, my man. Thank you, you too, Travis. Appreciate you playing hurt, by the way, on this Friday. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody.